gentlemen, prepare yourselves. Come out ready to fight. Let's get it on. Big dog ball talk. Ready to go. Matt Icorn, Jordan Flegel. Uh, we're in for a doozy here. We're in for yeah. a doozy. Uh, I'm trying to prepare myself to uh, both exceed but uh, not get myself carried away here. Uh, yeah. Expectations because this is my game. Um, but before we get into that, Jordan, uh, you know, this, this uh, as everyone can hear, no more live studio audience, one-time thing. Uh, yeah. Maybe not one-time thing, but, uh, you know, the, the, those guys paid a $100 to, to sit on the recording. Uh, we made a cool hundred grand. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, no, no, no problem. I mean, it was a roaring, raucous crowd. Yeah. Uh, but that took some of those guys out after. And, uh, you know, the I, I didn't fare so well in bowling, mostly because bowling, I believe firmly that uh, as a man, you need to just cock that shit back and whip it as hard as you possibly can no. and try to get a strike every time. If you don't do that, you're soft. You should not be allowed to bowl. Well, how many uh, strikes did you get? Revoked. Two. Of what? Out of what? What was your... Nine? Oh, Matt, you nine, suck. Nine frames? Ten frames? No. Oh, I'm not... Hey, I, I opened with that. I'm, I'm open to that. But... Uh, I, I, if you're soft and strategic with your bowling, I don't want to bowl with you. I want to be with people who are ready to you drink. You don't want to win. Whip, whip, whip that right down the lane. No, I want to win. I just want to hit the pins. Uh, and then so, <laughs> but after we played some mini golf, and that's where I, you know, I really started to to show my stride, get my young Tiger Woods on. Uh, yeah, you had to get the guys uh, get fired up with the the only hole in one uh, on that oh, course. Okay. Uh, Jordan, wow. Is there is there are there any weird, uh, you know, uh, not really sports, but things that you are good at? Uh well, like good question Matt. Because I'm not good at bowling, but I I would say mini golf. I'm 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 pretty nice at. Well, Alex will know this because uh, I've dominated him for years, and you, Matt, it's not even worth mentioning. But I'm the ping pong champ of of all time. Mm, I'm incredible. No. And take no, it one no. step further. If you've ever seen me play beer pong, which I think you have, you will know and remember. Okay, shut the how fuck up. No, you shut the fuck Incredibly skilled I am at no. that game. No, uh, no, 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 no. No, probably you are the best. Horrible. No. <laughs> Ping pong, you're like decent, barely, maybe barely better than me, but still, when it comes to drinking and playing, I, I dominate. Yeah. Uh, beer pong, you are the absolute worst player of all that. time. I don't think anyone says borderline, no. borderline. You shouldn't even be allowed to step up to the table at this point. I, uh, like people at parties get amazed when they see you play, and they're like, "Is this guy joking or something?" And then you just start doing trick shots for no reason, even though you, like, like you, you actually do better on your trick shots than your normal shots. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's how that's how great players do, Matt. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight, have this fight with you right now. Um, but uh, I remember. A podcast to do. Yeah, we do. But I remember uh, one of the last times uh, we were in a situation to play beer pong. You were scared to put money up uh, in a game against me uh, and your girlfriend. You were you were terrified. Yeah, um, that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> me me scared to put money up? No way. Yeah, that's true. But you you were. Uh, so it was it had happened once and it was against me. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I, I'm the best. I'm the world champ. Okay. Ask Tyler Bistro. Uh, one yeah. of our uh, loyal listeners from the start. He'll probably uh, yeah he'll probably say something uh, uh, to to the same tune that I've been saying. But no, I don't uh, what, what, what everyone should be saying, and the only I mean he's a, he's a global superstar. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Former number one overall pick, an all star starter, and soon to be Finals MVP. Andrew <laughs> Wiggins, baby. Uh, the Wiggins game it finally truly happened. Even though he probably should have had thirty, like I was kind of almost mm -hmm. uh, a little bit disappointed that he uh, you know he he didn't he didn't hit that mark. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins, what a fucking game! Uh, exactly what we both said the Warriors needed, and look at look what happens. They, yep. uh, you know, obviously the first half was still close, even when he was kind of, uh, you know, kind of going off there. 
Uh, but they had the lead, and then, of course, he kind of takes that step back. He wasn't taking really any shots in the third quarter, and then what happens? Celtics go on a big run. They get in the yep. lead. But then he gets back on the horse. He starts taking the shots. He puts the team on his back because, you know, that Steph Curry guy just, uh, you know, couldn't pull his own weight this game. Uh, yep. So Wiggins had to step up. Uh, again, he was the arguably their best defender uh, during the whole game, and he was uh, their best scorer during the game. So yep. it's uh, it, it's pretty insane that we're, we're sitting here, and I can feel so justified in all my predictions and all my claims uh, after an <laughs> Andrew Wiggins 26-13 and 13 performance in the playoffs. Uh, not just the playoffs, but the NBA Finals. But Matt, uh, Matt, so Matt, Jordan, Matt, Matt, Matt. Would you like to apologize to me, or would you like to to give Andrew Wiggins his uh, his credit now? Well, okay. Before before I get into uh, you know, in all seriousness, no. Um, like, what would Andrew Wiggins actually have to do over these next two games to actually get Finals MVP? Because it'll even if the series were to end tomorrow uh, somehow magically uh, and the Warriors win uh, since they're out ahead, uh, it would be Steph. I think we can look in the mirror and say that, but. What if he There's has a world. Bad game? Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Does Steph need to have two for for it even to be like an actual possibility at all? I think he has to have two bad games again. Would you agree with that? It would have yeah, to go I to seven, and it would have to be accurate. two bad, 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 historically bad games from Steph. Like in like over seven from three, bad. Yes, yes. Um, but I'm still holding out hope uh, that it could happen. But um, yes, Matt, I I texted it to you last night. As it was going on, I was like, "Wow, this is really the Wiggins game." But uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in my bed streaming the uh, the, the the game, and uh, the dunk at the end there to to put the exclamation point on the night. Big man, what a what a proud moment! You know, I I, I was actually getting kind of emotional lo- looking at Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. out there, looking at him, you know, at the free throw line, looking back at the bench. You know, Steve Kerr is talking to him, telling him, you know, he, he what to do because he's got all this responsibility on his shoulders for you know g- guarding the other team's best player. Being the team's leading scorer that night, uh, being the the only guy who can really put pressure on the interior of you know the that Boston defense, and I'm like, this is this is really this is really it. This is the NBA Finals. This this has actually all come together for Andrew Wiggins. I'm so mm-hmm. proud of that guy. They were even talking about it on the broadcast. Um, uh, you know, Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy, that he had kind of earned that reputation in Minnesota for being kind of a soft guy who. Didn't really yeah. try all, you know, defensively and just ask just Jimmy Butler. Took well, my God, yeah, took uh, you know he t- took stupid, uh, really really dumb long two point shots for years that would clunk off the rim. He would still you know get his yeah. get his points, but he wasn't wasn't even close to what you what you'd call a winning player. Um, and that was all deserved. But they made the point that you know you can grow out of that. You can you can be that. It, it doesn't always have to be like this guy's a losing player, and that's always what he's going to be. Um, and there are certain guys who come in and they're just winning players. It happens, you know, in the reverse order sometimes too. I think not as not as often. Um, well, you know, but there's some guys who come in to the league really hungry, and then as soon as they get paid, they're never really the same anymore because you know they don't have yeah. that competitive fire. But um, like. I, I think Andrew Wiggins, uh, it, it's just crazy that that the stuff that he's doing, and it's not about like the the crazy points. It's uh, it's not even about the stats. It's about like the him as a player and the way he's matured and is now like uh, last night he was the best player on the Warriors and and has been probably the second best player on the Warriors throughout the series. He was the best player in the in the game. In the last game, night. you can say at the flat game, flat yeah, out. yeah. Um, and like I, I just I never would have seen this coming. Um, and I think it's a really good kind of reminder that players' careers can take pretty drastic, drastic yep. like shifts, and they can change if you change up their situation. 
And if they still truly, you know, want to be that winner and that competitor, um, you know, you put them in the right situation and they can do it. So uh, I'm really, really proud of Andrew Wiggins. Uh, you know, I, I think that's been the story for me of this this whole finals. Uh, you know, even even if the Celtics do uh, win these next two games, I think uh, Andrew Wiggins has completely proven himself as uh, as a winning player, which is crazy, insane to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, first off, I, I just want to say also he was he he was rough in Minnesota for a lot of like times, you know, obviously, but he was always a up twenty plus points per game guy. Yeah, uh, and that that was pretty much it. He had like two rebounds, two assists uh, yeah. on a yeah. good season. Um, but he's only 27. I mean, yeah. he was the number one pick in 2014, but he's only 27 years old. Like, he's just starting to come into his prime. Uh, and we've seen guys like, you know, uh, like Victor Oladipo, I think, is a good example, uh, who was drafted just one year prior to Andrew Wiggins, if I'm uh, recalling correctly, uh, the, the infamous Anthony Bennett draft. Uh, he yeah. went uh, number two to, to the Magic, I think. Um, you know, he really didn't do anything in the league uh, noteworthy until he was on uh, Indiana. And that took him playing yep. his way out of Orlando. He played the year with Westbrook. And then it was he yep. just had this breakout year on a brand new team. And we're kind of seeing yep. that with Wiggins. And I and I think people have kind of acknowledged this and talked about this multiple times. And I think Andrew Wiggins is a good example of this. A lot of players will be, you know, they, they can exceed expectations. They can have way better careers depending on the landing spot they end up getting. Uh, yeah. If Andrew Wiggins started his career with the Golden State Warriors, where would we be? Uh, yeah. I was even thinking to myself while I was watching it, uh, back in the day, I remember there was a rumored trade, uh, and this is before the, the Warriors dynasty. This is before the, the, the LeBron went back home. Uh, but the, uh, the Timberwolves were in talks to trade Kevin Love to Golden State for Klay Thompson. That yep. was actually on the board that was going to happen. I was thinking, I was like, huh, how crazy would it have been if they had done that trade and then it didn't work out in Golden State and then LeBron wanted Kevin Love, so then he traded Kevin Love back to uh, Cleveland for the number one pick and then Wiggins started his whole career in Golden State the whole time. Yep. Uh, so I, I think or even Matt, where, or, or even what if what if LeBron had said, you know what, I actually want to try try this out with Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I'm going to make him my sidekick. Uh, and then he plays starts his career playing with LeBron. Um yeah, there's a lot of, I think it's really interesting, a lot of different ways Andrew Wiggins' career could have played out, but I think we can all agree one of the worst ways uh, for, for it to start for any player is to be stuck up there in Minnesota for as long as he was. Yeah, especially not in uh, too great of years, but I mean, at least he wasn't playing with Pat Bev, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows, maybe that, maybe that would have made Wiggins, uh, given him that edge I've been wanting to, but uh, eh, maybe. Uber, incredibly proud of... Uh, my man, the big dog, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, you know, I I was ecstatic that whole game, and I I I think there's more to come. So we'll uh, we'll wait and see on that. Um, but overall, in the game, Jordan, uh, you know, as much as I'd like to spend the next forty minutes gushing about Andrew Wiggins, uh, you know, I think maybe we could talk about the game itself. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of uh, a lot a lot to undress in this game. Obviously, for anyone who was living under a rock that didn't infer all this, uh, the Warriors won. Uh, they, they're up one, one game away from winning the NBA championship, uh, which, you know, you would think would be our leadoff, but no, it's not. No, it's uh, Wiggins. It's all about Wiggins, baby. Um, but yeah, they, the, the Celtics, they're going to be up against the ropes. They're going to have their, uh, their home court advantage, uh, in the perfect situation here. Um, and I think this is, I mean, we're kind of, we, we kind of went backwards. Uh, I think we both said Celtics and then they were going to, yep. then the Warriors would win. Then we still go to seven regardless. Uh, I still think it'll go to seven. Uh, yeah, cause again, the, the Celtics. The Celtics really have this game in hand, but I, and I think that Jordan Poole, uh, buzzer beater three, he hits another one. Yeah. Uh, I think I think up that the one, Wiggins you know, assist. 
Yeah, off the Wiggins assist. Uh, yeah, I think I think that that kind of really turned the tide for the the yeah. Warriors. You know, gave them the one point lead uh, going into the fourth quarter, uh, and then after that, you could tell that the the, the momentum had completely switched. Uh, that was when Wiggins decided to start turning it on again. Uh, Curry was starting to you know be a little more effective uh, inside the painted area. Clay Thompson, for God's sakes, was hitting shots. Uh, yep. Which you know, if he's hitting shots, you know that's blessed. Um, but uh, I, I mean, Jordan Poole really—that was the only good shot he really hit. Uh, I think he had—he he had another two long in two in the fourth yeah. that was was uh, was pretty big. But yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I do think that that shot, and that's the craziest thing about the you know the NBA. Uh, one shot can just galvanize an entire team, and then you go on yeah. these crazy runs, even if it's something as stupid as just chucking some garbage up at the buzzer. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and like. I think it was extra demoralizing because uh, the Celtics actually came out and won a third quarter uh, and in Golden State, too. They were actually doing uh, they didn't get shellacked uh, in the third uh, by the Warriors like 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 they did in the first two games. Um, And, uh, you know, it's so, you you know, you you go on this run, you take the lead a little bit uh, through through the part of the third. If you're the Celtics, you're feeling good. Tatum's hot from three. Things seem to be click, click, clicking. You overcome this, you know, really hot start uh, by the Warriors. The crowd was really into it early in the game, um, and it feels like you've grabbed the momentum back. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like Poole hits that shot to give the Warriors the lead going into the fourth, and then it's like, yeah, Jesus, we did all that work, and 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 where are we? We're we're still trailing going into the fourth, and I think, yeah, it was it was too demoralizing, um, and they did not have a great fourth quarter yet again. Boston only twenty points. Um, yeah, and uh, n- nothing looked like it was really working. Like the Golden State came out on a 10-0 run to start the fourth, and I was like, okay, this this is over. I, I really don't see the Celtics uh, getting back into this one. Um, and uh, like, it-, it was just crazy though. Like looking at the stats and how bad of a game Steph had. Like I, I wrote everything down, Matt. Okay, insane. So the-, the 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 Warriors win this game. Steph was horrible shooting the ball from three. 0 for 9, I believe it was. The first time yeah. in his career ever that he didn't hit a three-point shot, at least one. He's always hit at least one in every single playoff game in his career. So that's wow. the first ever. Wiggins also doesn't make a three. He he has a great game, but he, he doesn't cash in on any single. I think he was 0 for 6. Um, the Warriors lost the rebounding battle, which I thought was uh, you know going to be a pretty good indicator of who was going to win uh, the next few games. They lose that and the offensive rebounding battle. Um, uh, they hit nine total threes as a team and 20, yeah, yeah. 23%, 23% from three for the Warriors. Uh, and Boston finally wins a third quarter. And Boston got more than twice the free throw attempts as the Warriors in the game. I don't know how the hell with all that being true, the Warriors actually won this. Uh, but Wiggins just does things, man. Wiggins does the things. Game. <laughs> and the biggest thing... Literally, the Celtics gave the game away. Eighteen turnovers. They turned yeah, it. They kept the turning away. it over again and again and again. And uh, I mentioned the free throw attempts. They missed ten free throws. Boston missed yep. ten free throws. It was awful. That Tatum missed two big ones in the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and guys were missing left and right like all all game. Um, and they they left those points on the table plus the turnovers. Again, a lot of them live ball turnovers. Uh, and it was like my God. And and you know that. Uh, if Steph struggles like this and you don't come out and get, get a win, like I, I, this might be the only circumstance where going back to Boston, I think Golden State can can go and 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 beat Boston in Boston because you got to yeah. feel like shit if you're the Celtics after this one. Like yeah, it's 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 a horrible game to lose uh, when when you you the, the first game in the series where Steph really and truly struggles, uh, you don't come out with the win. 
it's uh, it's rough. And like the the turnovers for the Celtics have just this this whole playoffs have always told the story. If they get sloppy and turn it over, they usually lose. Uh, and when they execute offensively, their defense uh, you know takes care of the rest, and they usually win those games. And you know it's yeah. it's a uh, it's it, it's always been pretty simple for them. But I was. I was really not expecting this game to happen for them because they've been so good and so focused after a previous loss. Um, and as we talked about last time, this is their first back-to-back, uh, you know, the two-game losing streak streak throughout yeah. this whole playoffs. Um, and you know, I, credit has to go to the Warriors' defense. They were really active uh, right away. Like they they played really small a lot of this game. Like sometimes they didn't even have Draymond out there. They had uh, later in the game they had Iguodala back, so they were playing basically. Otto Porter at the five, you know, playing really, really mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. for a little bit there. Um, and they were just really active. I thought Gary Payton was awesome in this game. Like, so, so good. And good, uh, like, offensively, too. Like, he always brings he got, it on defense. He got defense. another one of those phantom calls. Uh, yeah. Say, he run Jalen Brown <laughs> again, where he just tripped over his own feet. And the GM Brown yeah. was like, okay, fuck it. I'm not even going to argue this time. Obviously, I did something. And and even the 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 pool one the pool flop on Marcus Smart was awesome yeah. too. Yeah, oh that no, that, I was even I was gonna bring that. I, I'll talk about that in a second. I don't want to derail your 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 train of thought here, but I got some yeah. words about that. Yeah, yeah, no, but like just you know, Gary Payton, you 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 know what he brings defensively, so you can you know if you're Steve Curry, you want him out there no matter what. But for him to go, you know, six for eight, uh, fifteen mm-hmm. points and five boards. Uh, in a plus 16, uh, you know, he, he adds three steals in there. Like that's, that is such a plus, that is such a boost. Um, you know, when he can, he, he did a really good job last night of kind of sneaking in. He got a lot of kind of, uh, he, he would cut back door. Draymond would find him. Even like Steph would find him, uh, just on these kind of random cuts, uh, that, you know, he would cu- catch the Celtics like right, right at the, the, the time when they're kind of expecting him to curl up to the top. He'd cut to the rim. Like he was. He was doing the little kind of smart things, uh, you know, to get himself baskets here and there because uh, he's not mm-hmm. the most skilled guy. But I thought, you know, the timing on those cuts and the way he was doing it was perfect. Um, and he hit a three, which was, you know, uh, always big for him. Um, and same thing with Poole, like coming off the bench. Like, I, I don't I think Poole took the right amount of shots. He was as aggressive as he needed to be in his minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's all he was. And that was perfect. That that was great. Like, he, he only had 14 minutes out there. Uh, again, you, you can't play him that much because of his defense, but... I thought he provided the right boost at the right time. Um, and uh, yeah, aside from Curry too, I thought once again, everybody kind of did their job. Wiggins obviously exceeded his job, but I thought Clay was Clay was good. Like he wasn't great was at, anymore, but like, I thought this was one of his best games. His It was one of his best games and the stats look good, but watching him out there, she still looks ugly. I know, like, he looks he bad. I don't get it. Doesn't look good. Like, so like that was the thing in my mind. I'm like, how can I get over this mental hurdle where yeah. I can finally accept that Clay is playing well because it just looks because he misses so badly sometimes and he makes some like like he because he's never been fast so now that he hasn't been making shots consistently now he literally just looks like this rover like he looks like me at pickup when I'm yeah. gassed out and I just want to yeah. run on the three point line I'm not going to the fucking paint man please don't make me yeah. um but that, that's what it looks like sometimes uh and I'm uh, but he's the only I'm, I'm he trying was trying to get through it. He was the only Warriors starter to hit a three. He hit five. Everybody, uh, yeah, every other starter crazy. hit zero. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, but that's all he has to do, honestly. At this no, point. I know. Like yeah. if we've seen everybody else, like kind of step up. If he can just hit his threes, his open threes, then there, that's that's all he needs to do. They're not expect. I don't like anyone can expect yep. more from Clay at this point. I don't like that you can expect yeah. him to be locking guys down like he did, you know, five years ago. Uh, even no. shooting at the the clip that he was. But you know, if he can give you eighteen points. 
that's a that's a good clay night. Like hit like three threes, that's totally yeah. fine. He, he he doesn't really need to do too much else at this point. Uh, I think you know as long as Wiggins and Draymond can do their thing, I think they're at the, at this at this point they're a little more important because you know Jordan Poole can pretty much replace and exceed what Clay Thompson does at this point. Like uh, yeah, if you look at the minutes, 39, 39 minutes. Clay Thompson scored 21 in 14 minutes. Jordan Poole scored 14 points. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, if, if you really just wanted to get buckets, obviously Steph, uh, Steph Curry and Steve Kerr uh, and Draymond probably trust uh, Clay Thompson a whole bucket load more uh, than uh, they do Jordan Poole, especially in the NBA Finals, especially in a uh, uh, an elimination game. But yeah. I don't think that uh, you know. I, I think maybe giving Jordan Poole a little bit more minutes and giving Clay a little bit less might be the move uh, in this. Just, you know, build for the future. You got a 23-year-old a guy you're about to go and pay a lot of fucking money to in the offseason. And then you got kind of a guy who's probably past his prime. His next deal is not going to be that important. Uh, and, you know, he's got the, uh, the this kind of question mark on his health. I, I think that, you know, even though it's a fucking NBA Finals elimination game, you might as well give Poole a little bit more run and just see what the kid can give you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I think he's he's so much better. Like, when he was first thrown out there in the first couple games, he looked a little kind of deer in the headlights. Um, yeah. Again, the 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 defense is still something you, you can't really overlook. But, yeah, I think he's doing enough offensively now. He's kind of settled down that you can afford to have him out there. And I do – I really like it when they throw him out there with Steph. Uh, like, they, yeah, they, were able yeah. to buy, they were able to buy some minutes with Steph on the bench. He was struggling anyway, but – like through the first part of the fourth with pool kind of running things um, offensively. But the, I, I like it best when, when he's out there, you know, as that kind of two guard or combo guard and, you know, he can bring it up sometimes too. And then Steph can play off ball a little bit, which is nice. Um, and uh, I just think he gets, he gets better shots that way. And you'd think that would be like a, a backcourt that, you know, the Celtics could really, really pick on. But like we've said a bunch of times, Steph isn't as bad of a defender as as people have kind of made it out to be no, over the years. Not. He's he's a perfectly fine defender. I think he defender. was a bad defender, and yeah, now he was he's definitely a good worse defender. before. Yeah, like he, yeah, I think he again, just like uh, we've said, like guys are. It is possible for people to shake narratives and to yes. improve on skills. Yeah, uh, it doesn't yes. just work for people that can't shoot threes that now can shoot threes. Uh, you know, people just don't watch the actual game long enough to to see these things. Uh, yeah. They just watch the highlights, play two K. Yeah. Um, but and, one. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I, I, I was just going to say, because I had said I wanted to talk about it before. Jordan Poole, I don't think I like him. Like, I, <laughs> I, think I, like, I, like I like playing, like I said, I, like, I think I like his skill set and everything, but I think that I don't like his him as a dude at this point. Uh, <laughs> fight because him. He's, you should fight him, man. Hey, I, I we'll think I can take up. him. He's kind of a, he's a babyface guy. He used to how, be a big How tall biner. is he? Like 6'3"? Oh, no, he's, uh, yeah, he might probably be around that. I thought he'd be like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, to be honest. Uh, but, again, as I said, I, I would only, I only fight people who are bigger than me because if I lose, it's like, well, what the fuck do you expect? That guy is way bigger than me. I'm not fighting a 5'5 a five five guy and then getting knocked out. That's embarrassing. Uh, so it, that's just – people can use that philosophy if you like. Uh, I think it's pretty smart. Uh, sage wisdom. Um, but, yeah, the flop with Marcus Smart where the hand didn't even touch him uh, and he was the one instigating it. Uh, and then Marcus Smart just kind of pushes him off, doesn't even graze him, and then he starts, oh, and the rest don't even review it, which is the worst part. Like, and Marcus Smart's pissed. Al Horford's trying to hold him back. Uh, and, and then but earlier in the game, I think it was Jalen Brown he did this to. Uh, he kind of, they were underneath the basket, and he hooks his arm, and then as the shot's going up, he dives backwards, pulls the, the, the defender on, or the offensive player, rather, on top of him, and then they call yeah. an off-ball foul, and he was the one that did it. Yeah, I know. and it's like 
I think the person he probably learned the most, and I've already brought it up. Like I've been watching this guy, and I'm like, I think he might low key be a dirty player. Yep. Give this guy a couple more years, especially with Draymond on his team, because I think that's who's fucking probably influencing probably, all this. Probably, yep. Uh, I think that Jordan Poole is going to be a menace. I think that a lot of people are going to hate Jordan Poole in like five years. Uh, I think he's cause he's he's going to hit a we'll lot see. of big shots against teams. He's going to you know go and take the Warriors into some competitive uh, you know playoff games. And I, I really do think that he's gonna he's gonna really ruffle some feathers in the league. Um, and, and I think in this game, you know, we were talking about the shot being Jordan Poole's momentum swing. Even that, I think, frustrating the uh, the Celtics was huge. The Celtics, as we said, yeah. you know, turnovers horrible, free throws horrendous, but also their discipline was bad. Ime should have been yep. trying to call more timeouts, just get them together. I mean, I I I honestly can't say how many they had at the times of all these things happening. Um, but, you know, the technical foul, which was totally unnecessary. Uh, yep. Obviously, the Marcus Smart swinging and missing, but still swinging. Uh, there was a lot of moments in that game in the fourth quarter of the Celtics. I was just like, what are you doing? Like, yep. this is – and then, but, you know, then you kind of think about it. It's a younger team, first NBA Finals, and they're playing a team that's 1-3. Yep. Um, so, and been to two others on top of the ones uh, that they won. So, it's kind of like – I think that they, the Warriors, once they knew they were in their heads, they just went all methodical. Uh, yep. And that, that kind of, I think that they, I think that the, the Celtics lost the game in their, in their minds and in yep. their hearts before they actually lost it on the court uh, yep. in this one. And I think that that is one of the things that plagues a lot of modern NBA teams is, you know, they, once they think that they're out of it, they just don't really rally back. That's why when we see these crazy comebacks, we're like, holy shit. Like, yep. uh, how do they pull this off? Because most of the times, guys, once they're down like 10 points, six minutes left, uh, you know, even in the NBA Finals, we'll, we'll see it here. They get frustrated, and then they say, fuck it, uh, I'm just going to come back next game. Because, you know, there were, there were definitely some lopsided whistles as well. I think Celtics fans probably do have a bit of a right in the fourth quarter to be upset, even though the, the whistle favored them for most of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I think in the fourth quarter, there definitely was some, some calls that were a little questionable and, they, and probably some missed ones as well. Like, there was a couple... Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody t- took a hard, hard, uh, hard, hard hit, uh, go taking it to to the rim, and then no call. And I was like, yeah. okay, if if I was Boston, like I would be throwing my hands up right now, pretty pissed. But uh, that yeah. being said, I I do, I think yeah, Jordan Poole, gonna be a guy that just like Draymond Green that I, I I would love to have on my team, but I hate him if he's not on my team. Kind of similar to Marcus Smart, but. We're talking about Draymond Green. I think we also, you know, we're talking about the Wiggins game. Yep. We got to give Draymond some credit because yep. he was dog shit, dog water, hogwash all this whole playoff series. Dog really water. Playoffs, he was dog bad. water, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And really huge comeback game. And he was doing exactly what he need, we said he needed to do. Eight points. Make some fucking layups. That's all he did. He did in the yep. first half. Like he made the little hook shot. Yeah, I think he had uh, eight layup. in the first half. I don't think he scored in the second. Yeah. <laughs> and but but that's the thing. But he 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 shipped in his points. That's perfect. And he yep. didn't do anything stupid. He took a three at the end of the I think it was the second or third. Or it had to have been the second quarter buzzer. He took a three and it just that rimmed was, out. Oh, the the house was about to go down because he was wide yeah. open on that. And I was like, ah, oh, you're probably gonna miss this, aren't you, Draymond? But if it had gone in, uh, that would have been really special but yeah he did you know his his classic uh you know shooting with a big heavy backpack on uh so that uh you know didn't yeah, yeah. uh i didn't think uh you know the the chances of it going in were still low but uh you know he took the shot and yeah i i was gonna say that before we moved on and you know talked about the celtics a little bit more yeah draymond like uh, one of the first plays of the game are like right in the first quarter draymond got like a defensive rebound and as he was still in the air he kind of pitched it ahead to steph to start a little bit you know a, a kind of mini fast break um and right away doing that, I'm like, 
uh, you know, as, as soon as I saw him him do that, I was like, okay, he, Draymond seems like he's going to be more active this game. Like he seems like he's he's kind of just flying around a little bit more. Um, and it, I, it right away, I was like, I think he's going to try and 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 just be more of a factor uh, offensively. And then he was like, he 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 got that little pick and roll with Steph uh, right away for his first points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph fed him in, and he just squeaked a you know a layup attempt past Robert Williams, and it and it rolled in. And I was like, okay, wow, Draymond actually looks like a guy who isn't broken uh, on the offensive end again. Um, and he, you know, he had his classic fake dribble handoff, uh, you know, a few bounces to the rim and, and, and threw it, threw it down. Um, like he, he was getting good, smart, very, very high percentage, uh, you know, shot attempts that he obviously converted and, uh, you know, it, it changed the game. I think he played more confidently after that. Like, and that's the thing too. It's like getting like the Raptors used to do with uh, Jonas Valanciunas, you know, get him a few touches early, uh, feed him in the post, uh, and then he'll run the floor and play defense the rest of the game because uh, he, you know, feels good about himself again. So I think that was uh, kind of a, the the plan by Steve Kerr and the game plan for for the Warriors, and I I think it really worked. I think the rest of the game he was a uh, you know really really good defensively. Um, you know, he was he was uh, much better as a passer uh, this game. Kind of got back to the old mm-hmm. Draymond and better as a for screener. Sure. He was just more active and and just. Everything was crisper with him. He just he just flat out played better, uh, which is you know all he yeah. needed to do. Um, and uh, he did foul out there at the end for the third game in this series. But uh, you know it was it kind of didn't didn't matter as much uh, if no, than if it was like a super close game uh, at that point. So yeah, Draymond uh, eight eight and six on three for six shooting. That's a classic Draymond stat line. Doesn't tell the whole story of how <laughs> yeah. effective he was. And uh, he's. He seems, at least for this game, back to you know his his old ways. He's, he what it was not a stinker, uh, which really will no. change the complexion of the series if he can keep playing like this. So Jordan, let's get into it then. Uh, preview uh, game six, pivotal game six, uh, championship pivotal. game game six. Uh, Jordan, Michael, Jackson, Tyson, game six. <laughs> Clay Thompson, I don't know. Um, oh but, clay clay's coming for the game yeah. six kill shot man oh my god I, okay and this is i'm glad that i kind of said this because i was that wasn't even on purpose i was just kind of saying nonsense there um but for real i'm taking over on every fucking clay prop that's going to be available <laughs> for real everybody ride that i'm telling you i've told you guys bet the storyline it's game six clay if we don't do it then we're gonna all suffer so i i'm, I'm i gotta remember that i'm gonna have to rewatch this and uh yes. you know make sure that it's fresh in my mind uh come thursday night um, but let's talk about the Warriors first. Um, going into it, Jordan, what do you think they got to do to come out here with uh, championship uh, number four uh, out of uh, out of six finals? Well, I think I think somehow I, I kind of flipped. It feels now like they have more options. Like they have less of a margin for error than the Celtics. I felt differently about that when the um, or sorry, they have more of a margin for error than the Celtics. I felt that the Celtics at the beginning of the series had way more options and way more things they can do. But after a game like this, like I, I, I don't necessarily Wiggins need, think Wiggins needs to score 25 plus again for them to have no, a chance no. to win. I think Steph but just needs be to be aggressive. Yes. Yes. Continue to be aggressive. And it, I don't think they can get away shooting the ball from three. Like they, they did uh, again, like 23%. Uh, that was rough nine for 40 overall that, that they're not, I really, really doubt they're going to win. Like, like we said about the turnovers and the, the, the free throws with Boston, if they had just mm-hmm. fucking not thrown it to them and given them free points, um, you know, for, for most of that game, uh, th- this game would have been a lot closer, if not kind of lopsided the other way. Um, and you know, the, the story 
too. Like I, uh, I was trying to find the stat exactly, but I had to do the quick math in my head. If I got it right, uh, then that's great. I may have got it wrong, but if I, I, I took away just all the, you know, the three pointers out of their total free throw per, or field goal percentage for the Warriors, and they shot 66% on two point shots overall. That's how they were able to actually be in this game and, and score enough yeah. points after shooting so horrendous, horrendously from three, which tells the story of those, you know, those Wiggins drives and Peyton getting in there and even Steph, the points that he did score in the paint. So they've got to continue to do that, keep being aggressive and and take it at that Boston defense uh, and, and try and get as many points in the paint as they can. Um, they've definitely got to shoot better from three. And I think they will. Like, I think the percentages will even out. They're not that horrible of a three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as... Steph is better and and more like himself, like a 20 plus point guy. Uh, you know, he still had eight assists last night. You know, if he can keep that number up around there um, and and just flat out make more shots. And, and I think he will. He's, he's one of the best we've ever seen do it. And I, he rarely has two games like this in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if Wiggins is still aggressive, putting, you know, putting that pressure on the paint uh, again, like I said, as pretty much that only Warriors player that plays big minutes that's able to to drive in there and use his physicality and athleticism to get buckets. That's going to be huge. He's got to keep doing that. And yeah, if, if clay can be that kind of, uh, uh, you know, release valve, hit some threes, uh, you know, uh, late in the shot clock threes and bail them out a little bit. He doesn't have to do too much. Um, but as long as Curry and green can have games that most resemble like the best version of themselves, I think they're going to have a chance to to win. Like I just, I think for sure. it, it, Draymond's just got to do what he did again last night. And Steph's got to be, you know, uh, closer to what he normally is every night. And I think they've figured out a game plan and Steve Kerr's found lineups that will, you know, that, that work uh, generally speaking against this Boston team. And I think they know that when they go small, they can win. Um, and, and I, I think, you know, Peyton, someone else will have to come off the bench. Like, like last night, Peyton and Poole were both great off the bench. Someone, one of those three guys, whether it's Looney or Peyton or Poole, uh, you know, the, the, the three off the bench that get big minutes for the Warriors, one of those guys is going to have to kind of go, uh, I, I think, above and beyond a little bit. Uh, we'll see who it can be, whether that's Looney on the offensive glass. He, he likes to get in there and mix it up and plays good interior defense. Like if, if they go with him more, uh, in game six, uh, you know, he, he's going to have to have an impact, but like someone off the bench uh, is going to have to play kind of above what their role is. Um, but I think I think the Warriors are in a really good spot, actually. I think they, they've they shown that when the game is close down the stretch, uh, when Steph is on, they've got a lot of different options. And I think this is really encouraging that Draymond had a game like this because he's going to have to be that guy you know, when the game is close, when Steph Curry does, you know, get doubled, he's going to have to be that one making those, the you know, tough kind of quick decisions. And if he was that guy, if, if he becomes that guy who was in his head through the first part of the series and, you know, lo- looked uh, like absolute doo-doo, uh, then the Warriors yeah, are in yeah. trouble. But, you yeah. know, if he if he can play like he did last night and and be that old Draymond who who is decisive and does take it to the rim when he has his own opportunity and, you know, knows exactly who to dump it off to and, and when... Uh, then you know the Warriors are one of the hardest teams to beat, and I, I think that's all they have to do. I think it's actually pretty simple for them. Uh, just Steph and and Draymond being that awesome connection, and and both having good games, and I think they're 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 pretty set. Um, and and for the Celtics, like last night, I thought Tatum had a good game. Jalen Brown had his ba- first kind of bad game. I didn't like what I saw from Jalen yeah, Brown almost you, at all. Not, he was, not great shot selections. No, no, he was just he looked rattled the whole game. It was not great. And their bigs were and just Tatum's, kind of 
Aiden Tatum sucked the whole first half. Yes, yes. I think you know, he, had, he had a great third quarter. He shot the ball really well uh, overall and from three. But I think that kind of, that doesn't tell the whole story of how kind of, again, kind of passive he was even even late in the game. He had like four he, points in the first quarter. Yeah. And he missed, yeah. I, 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 he, had, he was like shooting a bad percentage. Like he's, there's times where not, like in the beginning of this game, he was picking up just where he left off of from the last game. And I'm like, are we, is he hurt? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I, I don't get it. Uh, it was, even in the fourth, though, too, like, he wasn't being that aggressive, he wasn't, you know, yeah. he, he took some shots, but, like, but I, I think the story for Boston, like, last night, uh, their sort of wing trio of Tatum, Brown, and Smart all had more turnovers than they did assists, uh, or Tatum had four assists and four turnovers as well, but, um, you know, Brown and, and Smart had... Uh, Brown had five turnovers to four assists and uh, four to two assists for Marcus Smart. Like that's that's just that's gonna determine whether the Celtics win these games or not. Yeah, if they can 100%. get the ball moving and and you know play good team Celtic basketball, which we see them play a lot of the time. That's great. Uh, and if they you know turn the ball over more than they do that, if if though if their attempts to kind of get the offense going just turn into live ball turnovers. They're gonna fucking lose. So they they yeah. they've just gotta they've they've gotta tighten that up and and I don't know if it's a focus thing if it's a thing that they're just still too young and these games these up and down games are gonna happen like no matter what it's just an inevitability. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I I just you know we'll, we'll know probably by the first half if they're taking care of the ball, mm-hmm. if they're you know the the ball's humming around and they're getting good shots, they're gonna have a chance to win. Um and and if not, they're they're gonna. Uh, you know, there's a possibility they'll just give the game to to the Warriors yet again. So, so we'll see. But I, I think, you know, Tatum and Brown once again, like we've said a, a, a lot, like they don't have to be. Neither of them have to be spectacular. They just have to play good at the same time. They both have to have a good game because then when that happens, the you know the the Warriors don't know where the attack is going to come from, and that's when. Smart's going to get good threes, uh, good open shots from three, and Horford and Williams is going to get those kind of lobs to the rim. Um, and like, I, I just think both of them between twenty and twenty-five points, that's fine. Just, just, just yeah. do that on on more efficient shooting, and that'll automatically get other guys better shots. And then similarly to the Warriors, uh, you know, another pretty kind of simple uh, formula here if you want to go out and win. But someone off their bench has got to give them something. No one has more than three points off the bench uh, for the Celtics last night. Grant Williams had a had a three, and then Derek White comes out with a one point performance. He's he's oh, his man, traje- he's trajectory Pe- has been going down. People said he was gonna. His, people said he was having like a Fred Van Vliet uh, esque uh, moment because he had nope. a kid, and it's like, oh yeah, I don't think so, man. Because Freddie Jr. he was uh, he was got he got his pops hitting like dagger threes in NBA Finals games, yes. not uh, putting up one point. No, it's true. That yeah, was what so, he was doing before that. Yeah, a couple <laughs> yeah, games. exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, someone's got to, whether it's White Williams or even Pritchard, you know, Pritchard, he gets some play every now and then. And I think Ime's got to be, you know, it, if White doesn't have it again, play, give Pritchard his, his minutes instead. Like, see if he can go if out White there. White doesn't and, have it, give the ball to the White. <laughs> see, like, see if he can go out there and just provide some, some energy, fire up that, fire up that Boston crowd. We know that Boston crowd loves Pritchard, uh, in a little bit of an extra way. I'm not sure why, but, uh, like he's. He, yeah, he, he 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 can hit shots. Uh, he can hold up defensively enough that you know he's not going to really really hurt you. So we'll we'll see if he got. I have a feeling he's going to get more minutes uh, in in this game six. But but yeah, I, I think just Tatum and Brown just 
I also didn't like Jason Tatum's body language last night. Like there was so much no. more. Like he was sulking. He was throwing up his hands. He was when he, when he kind of he turned it over one time trying to pass it to Robert Williams. He threw it behind him, and Draymond Green got a kind of run out the other way. He almost yammed it, uh, but it was yeah. uh, called yeah. a foul. And Jason Tatum didn't even run back. He just kind of threw up his arms and like 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 yeah. it was it was Jason Tatum from the past few years when he's at his most frustrated. And it's like you've got to be completely over that man. You, this is the final. Mm-hmm. You cannot revert back to that. You cannot. Would I thought Kobe he really do that. He wouldn't uh, like he he really, I thought, showed his age last night and he, he's he got a fucking man up uh, this next game. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, for, for Tatum and Brown, it's not about the points. It's about the efficiency and it's about the composure, it's about taking care of the ball and knowing when to shoot and knowing when to get other guys involved. It's a very delicate balance. There's there's times when you need to do both um, and they both have the ability to do it. It's just all up in their heads and, you know, the the decision making. So I think. I think both teams have got a good chance to win either of these games. Like, I think Golden State's got the momentum. Boston's going to have the crowd, though, and the desperation. And you can't fake the desperation. Um, like, the, this Game 6, obviously, is a must-win for them. And uh, I I think the Celtics are going to some way, somehow pull it out. Uh, and, and we're going to go back to Golden State for Game 7. I think it's going to be maybe the ugliest game of the series. I think it's going to be really mucked if up, gonna really win, physical. If they're going to win, that's going to be how it'll be. Yes, yes. And I think Boston's going to throw everything out there. Marcus Smart... Marcus Smart might like just break his leg from his own energy. He's going to jump off the ground and like fly and do his. The, the second uh, a Warriors player touches Marcus Smart in the first couple minutes, I predict it. I'm predicting this. He's going to do his dolphin flop and he's going to like give yeah, himself yeah. whiplash and just like, uh, you know, lay there on the floor for a while. He's going to be hyped up. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think Boston can, you know, uh, I, I predict that they will ride out this energy uh, that the crowd's going to give them and and this kind of, you know, need to win in this desperation uh, style of a game. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how Golden State handles that too because they're one of the more composed teams that you can go up against in that situation. So I think it's going to be good, but I do think it's going to be really ugly. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, again, for me, because uh, I'm not going to rehash because we, we, had, we had pretty much the same kind of opinions here. I really think Warriors do everything the exact same. Uh, maybe again, uh, well, actually, no. I already said don't cut Clay's minutes. I got to remember that. Don't cut Clay's. Give him the 48 minutes. Yeah, um, don't take him out. But, uh, Literally, all, all the Warriors need play the exact same game they just did, and Steph just play like Steph. I mean, hit yep. like ha- two shots. Like this was just again one like the most uncharacteristic game we've ever seen him play. Um, yep. So I mean, just just let if Steph can cook like he does, then uh, and they, I, he doesn't even have to put up like a crazy stat line. Just play better than he did. Uh, yep. And I think the Warriors are pretty tough to beat in that case. Uh, and then yeah, the Celtics are going to win. Uh, they got to ugly it up on defense. They got to really start you know kind of. They got to try and enforce their will, make the make the Warriors second guess going yep. into the paint, make make Andrew Wiggins become timid again if they can yep. do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I I think that's really it. And then also uh, on the on the my my only part that I'm uh, you know you kind of mentioned briefly there, Marcus Smart should not be taking fifteen shots. Uh, yep. He's got to focus on the defensive end, open threes, no problem. Or cutting layups, fast break layups, whatever. That's fine. But yep. you know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum especially. Those two really need to step up. They really need to want the ball. They need to want yep. it. They need to want to take the shots, but they also need to you know make sure they're taking smart shots. Uh, and then on the other side of that, uh, that goes kind of hand in hand with that. Uh, either Derek White or Al Horford needs to have a huge game. Um, yep. Like Robert Williams, you know, he can just hold down on defense. He was their leading scorer at one point. He had eight or nine points. Uh, at, at one point, it was the in, in the first half. That yep. can't happen either. Don't even like don't even unless again they're just wide open layups that you're passing to. 
don't even give it to him because he has yeah. no bag offensively. There's no point. No. Uh, it's either going to be Horford, Tatum, Brown, or uh, Derek White. And even though Derek White's been playing like shit, there's only one way to get out of the shooting funk. That's got to shoot your way out. So yeah. uh, I, I think if one of those one of those two bench guys can kind of, or I guess, uh, you know, Horford's not really a bench guy, but uh, you know, yeah, one of those yeah. role players can help out uh, Tatum and Brown. And Tatum and Brown can both put up, you know, again, their 25 points. Yeah. Then I think they've got a good shot, but uh, they just need to go back and they need to play. Celtics basketball because last yeah. night at the end of the game they were trying they were playing right into the hands of the Warriors so uh you know they just got to stick to their identity they just got to shake the cobwebs and uh, you know come out of the come out of the corner swinging uh but the Warriors they just got to try and do exactly what they did this game and I think they'll have it um but yeah. uh, something that we we think you guys should do uh is follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk Instagram Woo. Twitter uh YouTube uh you can do that as well uh this uh, this summer we're gonna have all the content starting to go up there there's two episodes up there they're they're old, but you could watch them if you want to do, just to see what we look yeah, like. Uh, get, get, be like, wow, uh, so handsome, uh, very handsome. Or too watch handsome, us on TikTok. TikTok, we're on TikTok yep. too. Yep. And again, off season, we're going to be revamping schedules. We're going to be revamping content, getting everything out there, so that uh, season two is, uh, you know, double, double the the content, double Yay. as good as uh, as season one. That's just how how it should be. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, thank you guys so much for for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. It means the world to us. And uh, this is Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Check us out, Matt. This is going to be great for the podcasting medium. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Be the change that you want to nice. see in the world. You've always been such a philanthropist, Gandhi? man. Such, a, such an inspirational guy. Yeah. You kind of are. Yeah. What is Gandhi doing these days? Probably chilling. Yeah, probably, uh, probably chilling. Uh, um, it's like with, uh, he's probably with Michael Jackson and Bancroft. Ontario. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Shout out Bancroft. Uh, that's 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 really. I'm changing it from be the change. Uh, shout out Bancroft, yep. Ontario. Do we have any Bancroft listeners? Anyone? Woo, You'll get in touch. Yeah. Beneath. <laughs> Beneath you. Uh, yeah. My, my my guy. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Bancroft, Ontario. Uh, for those who don't know, great uh, little cottage town. Me, Matt, mm-hmm. and uh, the Big Dog Ball Talk boys. We'll be making our way up there at some point. The groupies. Uh, it'll be great. Yep. Yeah. Live show from uh, the from, live uh, show the Lazy the River. Bancroft Subway. No, 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 no I was going to oh, say the okay, Bancroft well, Subway. <laughs> okay, <laughs> something. Yeah, you'll, you guys will be getting a live show uh, from Bancroft at some point. Uh, one night in Bancroft, baby. 